here's a guy who's 20 years old and he's had like, the game of his life. He and, graduated high know, school he's... in 2018. He's very young. I love it. It's it, you know, it's Miami. You got to think. Here's a guy who kind of you know shocks the NBA world, where they're gonna possibly go to the NBA Finals, yeah. and he's winning this game. He could be in Miami Beach last night, just swimming and you know vaginas and butts whatever whatever he's into and daiquiris and whatever miami beach is all about these days all, all color quote you know all color coded with uh, pink and teal and yellow but instead after the game he just has to go to his room and just you know eat a blt sandwich from room service yeah because he's in orlando he's at disney world he's got to eat mickey mouse pancakes oh He's fantastic. He's a um, young white guy. He's from the Milwaukee area and spurned going to Wisconsin to go to Kentucky because he's really, really good. And then got uh, picked uh, where middle of the first round, kind of like a Robert Quinn, Aaron Donald yeah. type pick and has been fantastic. That's he's really good and he's very confident. He's a lot of fun. He's a good player. If you didn't know who he was and you saw him on the street, you could you could easily confuse him for any character from white middle of America Correct. sports show yeah. Friday Night Lights. Uh, or, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, not even sports. He was a wide receiver on Friday Night Lights. He, he doesn't yeah. even look very sporting, I would say. He just looks very average, almost like a Cooper Cup type, right? He just looks like average guy. He, he He's got the average guy he look. Was on no, I remember Tyler. He was he was friends with Screech. Very true. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. LARP, Los Angeles Rams podcast, a Los Angeles Rams podcast. I'm at 3K underscore, also known as Joe, here with Robbo, at Seattle Rams underscore NFL. What's up, Robbo? What's up, gentlemen? Living life. Happy Thursday. Joey the Jerk at LA Rams Rams Drums. Hello, Jerky. Hello, boys. Hero. Jerks. Maybe that's how we now we'd steal it from Tyler Hero. Hero, Joey. Hello. Week three. The Rams <laughs> are now two and O, headed towards Buffalo <laughs> on the back of the first award of the season, going to Micah Kaiser, our NFC Defensive Player of the Week, after a bit of a program, a bit of scorn from some fans for his week one performance, especially early on. What do we what do we think about Micah getting defensive player of the week, second start of his career? We think that his defensive line did a good job of keeping him clean. I'm surprised, and I don't know what to think about it because I yeah. don't feel more comfortable with the inside linebacker position because sure. of this award. I don't. I I'm not like you know wiping the sweat off my brow, going, "Oh, okay, that's one less thing I need to talk about on the podcast." It just feels kind of like hmm, it seems a more fluky than really a solve to the issues. Maybe. I mean, the thing is, it's such a small sample size, right? He's played two games, and to come out and get defensive play with him, granted, it was deserving. He was fantastic, and obviously with 16 tackles, a lot of the times these these kind of weekly accolades are just built on stats and who can accumulate either the most or the most significant ones. Like, I think Did Samson Abukam get defensive player of the week for the Chiefs game when he had the uh, fumble return for touchdowns? I believe so. That, that, mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that you get a lot of times you get player of the week is more those kind of standout performances than something like Joey's – suggesting representative of a player's talent level or consistent performance. So maybe that's really the, the, the crux of the matter here is he's played two games. We don't know what kind of player he's going to be. Great performance. Love to see that more often, uh, but we got to make sure that we get more out of him and obviously got to stay healthy coming out of week two. That's the big issue. But to this point, he stayed healthy. So maybe that's something to uh, take heart and feel a little bit more confident in him. Yeah. And how much better will he be? When Aishan comes back. Yeah, maybe. Speaking about Keaton, who's that playing? He and Ken, his counterpart, Kenny Young, has played, not defensive player of the week level, but he's played better than we thought. Better than you could have been concerned of, right? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, he's sure. showing some athleticism explosion. So 
Penn's linebackers are, are definitely the, uh, you know, one of those things to keep an eye on. I have a feeling we'll be talking about them good and bad throughout the year, right? It's like the units. One week they're just average and people are complaining about them. And then next week they get like, they, one of these guys pops and we're just, oh, he's the greatest thing ever. Let him. Yeah, James Laurinaitis Jr. And then he goes back to being average and sucky. And I think that, and I think, I think you compared it perfectly, Sam Smith, might be the guy who just fans ride the wave sure. with. Or similar to the offensive line, right? Where we had concerns, but mm-hmm. to this point, it's been good enough and it's contributing to the wins in their side of the ball in a positive way. And we'll have to see moving forward. We did mention the health issue with Micah Kaiser, where he's been healthy and looks good to go. And that's great. We did lose another player to injured reserve. We got Joe Noteboom going on injured reserve because of the calf strain. doesn't sound like it's going to be a long-term stay on injured reserve, but it'll at least be three weeks. And David Edwards looks to get plugged in. He came in in replacement of Noteboom during the game. So we got that moving forward, but a lot of bills on the injury report. We got to see what happens on their side because they have a ton of names going into this one. We'll have to see what happens for the Rams uh, with no boom going to IR. You got Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers who both didn't practice on Wednesday. We'll see how that develops as well as Darius Williams. That was a bit of a surprise. He popped up uh, with an ankle injury. None of them practiced on Wednesday. So we'll have to see what happens as we get closer to the game. Hopefully we'll have the full complement of everybody besides no boom ready to go. Bill's injury report is obviously going to be something to monitor. And then, you know, the game day decisions for active inactive lists, but here we go. Bill's Rams. Both two and zero. Bills kind of scraping by a, an unimpressive win against a really poor New York Jets team, an unimpressive win against a Miami Dolphins team that's still not even starting to attack of Iloa. So they're two and zero, but not in a way that the Rams, who have gotten to two and zero by a, a pretty impressive commanding win over the Cowboys, and then a overwhelming win, obviously, were it not for the Cooper Cup fumble on the punt, that game would have looked much, much more in command for the Rams. What do we think about Week 3? It's a really good Bills defense, some questions on offense, and maybe a shakier team, but anything can happen, and we're going up to Buffalo to play this. What do we think about Week 3? I think that the Bills are overrated, and they were the trendy pick in the offseason that people thought, oh, they're going to win the AFC East, and it's even looking like, well, that's not even a a slam dunk, even though two of the teams are cream puffs, you still have the Patriots or being the Patriots, sure. but they are two and zero. We got to give them that. And Josh Allen's putting up huge numbers, and Stefan Diggs is really proving to be a fantastic acquisition and a big mistake for the Vikings to get rid of him. But that being said, how are they doing? By the way, <laughs> if they die, they die, man. <laughs> but if you look at Buffalo. They definitely have some 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 flaws. I mean, I, I don't think they're getting that much out of the running game. they a little bit non-existent in our weak spot, which is the tight ends, you know, us defending against right. against big tight ends. They don't necessarily have the production coming from that right now. And also, the, 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 thir- the third part is that their defense was was supposed to be this beast, and it seems like they didn't really have an answer to the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins that much. They weren't dominating yeah. them. So it kind of makes you wonder, right. like, oh, they, are they just getting the sea legs? I know they have some injuries to their linebackers. So um, Can you get sea legs in Buffalo? <laughs> I don't know that you can. <laughs> if you get close to Lake Erie, you can. You got to go, go a little, little west. Yeah. So no sea legs. What what do we think though? That they need a chance to kind of improve on offense. We'll see what they get out of Josh Allen. What what are our feelings on Josh Allen? Is he is he the chaos agent that leads to something good, or is he too chaotic? Does that does that represent a different kind of challenge from what we've faced so far with Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz? What do we think about uh, Buffalo's offense? 
Well, I mean, they're one dimensional. Mm. It's Josh Allen and that's right. it. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs kind of combo. Right. But if you think about it, I mean, he's the second leading rusher. He's he's nine yards behind Devin Singletary, seventy five yards. Uh, you know, he's you know he's leading the NFL in passing because he he has to for them to be competitive. It looks like, uh, as Joe, Joe mentioned, that the running game's a little, little struggle right now. So, yeah, I think. I like it. If you watched him in the playoffs last year, he has, a, he has that spark. He just has that – he kind of looks as like a guy with an it thing. Now, he was young and he made a mistake at the end of the game, but they had a chance to win that game last year. It's hard to say, you know, Buffalo Bills playoff winner, right. uh, unless you're thinking back to the Jim Kelly sure. years. It's kind of – I'm rooting for those guys because, you know, they're in the East. And I like to see them in once in a while, and, and they've been like downtrodden like the Rams have been for a long yeah. time. So you kind of have to root for them, except for this week. Uh, he's kind of an exciting young player. And then – Making the move for Stephon Diggs, it's as you mentioned. What is Minnesota doing right now? There and, and Kirk Cousins, especially Rogelville. So they've elevated themselves. I'm just not sure they're ready to take that next step. This is a as you've mentioned before that they played two not so good teams, whereas the Rams have played a pretty good team, and, and you know we'll see if the Eagles end up like. But traditionally, they've been pretty good. Um, I think it's a bigger challenge for them. Got watch, watch out for the. I don't think it's going to be let down for the Rams because they are two and zero. Uh, but they have to travel again, so it's the second week of travel for them. I can see, you know, maybe it's a little bit sluggish legs there as it starts to mount up on them. Maybe it's the following week against the Giants. But um, yeah, control the control that that uh, the legs of Josh Allen and make him beat you through the air because the Rams secondary is pretty good. So let's let's go. Let's them up and let's see if we can do it. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one for Robert Woods. He goes back to Buffalo where he spent uh, the first four seasons of his career before coming to the Rams as a bit of a underwhelming signing. Remember at the time the Rams got him, a lot of people were not, you know, ne- necessarily impressed because of what he had done in Buffalo, but we know what he's done with the Rams since and signed the long-term contract and has kind of been, you know, the L.A. guy of L.A. roots representing the Rams and kind of a, a stalwart for the team in terms of their public relations this year. But he goes back to Buffalo, had some nice things to say about uh, their fans and the city to Gary Klein in the L.A. Times. It's like, what, what do you think about uh, Robert Woods? Maybe a little extra motivation, Joey? You think he could uh, have, a, have a week one redux? Definitely. And that would be fantastic because – a lot of the talk and the narrative is going to be Jared Goff versus Josh Allen. There's been some MVP talk for Josh sure. Allen, not so much for Goff. But if they can face off and Robert Woods can help Goff have a big game, especially statistically, because, I mean, that's how the narrative really um, yep. work, yep, yep. that would be fantastic. That would be sure. great. I've been reading some stuff about just what, what the what the fan sites are saying about the, the Bills, like what Bills fans are saying. And – it it seems like with Jalen Ramsey, do tell, pray tell. Yeah, well, I think that Jalen Ramsey and and just the secondary and the safeties could could handle Stefan Diggs, especially since you know mm-hmm. they're a little bit of a not not one sided, but I mean that's definitely their star. That then you got guys like sure. John Brown, kind of you know maybe maybe trying to make some plays but i'm not i'm not that worried about john brown the guy that they seem to be talking about a lot is the seventh round draft pick dawson knox that they want to get going this kind of big tight end guy that really hasn't done much banged up a little bit already this season but it seems like fans it's kind of like it's their gerald everett you know like we just gotta we just gotta get knox going so that'd be interesting to see if no love, no love for little Cole Beasley, huh? All five foot eight, the 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 mighty sprite of the South. Nope. Fair enough. I like it. 
I'll I'll buy the sprite, the mighty sprite of the South, Cole Beasley, SMU's very own. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's a Stefan Diggs at wide receiver one, and then a bunch of other guys. I think that's one of the things we're going to have to see about Josh Allen as he continues to mature. Is can it, when when you got a guy like Stefan Diggs that helps make plays you're going to need Josh Allen to make plays for some of those other wide receivers. And he can do that. He's obviously very athletic and mobile, and he can do a lot of those things. But he's going to have to lift them up in a way that Jerry Goff doesn't necessarily have to lift up Robert Woods or lift up Cooper Cup or lift up Van Jefferson because of their natural talent. Uh, we'll see what we do. Uh, really interesting. On the defensive side, what, what are you guys – is there anything you're concerned about? We talked about Micah Kaiser coming off a big game. We know Aaron Donald's fantastic. Do, do you worry about the lack of uh, edge rush – are you worried about the lack maybe of talent in some spots or maybe that the bar's been set so high by the secondary because they've been fantastic the first two games? What are you looking at uh, when the Bills have the ball in, in terms of what you want to see from the Rams' defense, Robert? Uh, more of the same. Yeah. You want to, I'm not, I don't think we're expecting any of the Rams outside of Aaron Donald to be on any kind of list for pressures or sacks. I think we're going to get a handful from, from the bit players. You know, Aaron Donald. I'm interested to see what the Bills do on sure. offense with Aaron Donald. Sure. They, do they do what the Eagles did and double and triple team all day and force those guys, Samson, that become uh, Floyd and whoever, to win their one-on-ones? Or do they do what Dallas did and say, hey, you know what, we're just going to play this straight up and let you kill us all game. I tend to think that they're going to do what everyone else tends to do, is, is try to take Aaron Donald out and then just hope that those guys can't win their one-on-ones. I also think if you're Brennan Staley, you have to be careful, as Joe's mentioned earlier. You got to be careful of those legs from Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, so maybe you you're not coming off the edge. You 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 really hone in on playing disciplined, fundamental football. Stay in your gaps. Don't give him any lanes because he can he'll take advantage of them. Keep the edge. Keep him in the pocket and make him beat you with his arm. Don't let him move around. Uh, I don't know. Are you going to match Ramsey up on on digs the whole time and just have him follow? That really, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Or do you let him go back and forth between Troy? Troy Hill or not. John Brown is uh, leading them in touchdown passes. Yeah. You know, more of a speedster. So we'll see. It's an interesting thing. I just, I'm not worried about the run game outside of Allen. So it, it's, it really, I think for me, it comes down to uh, that secondary who's played really well for the Rams. And so it's, it's going to be a big test because of that big arm. Yeah. But I, I think they're more than up to this. If we're thinking them being a Super Bowl contender, a playoff contender. This is going to be a speed bump for them. They're going to they're going to handle this week. Yeah, Josh Allen had 14 uh, carries technically in the first week, compared to 18 from their running backs, and then in week two, he had another four, and they got uh, just 18 from the running backs. So they've been much heavier in the passing game and letting Allen do some things on the ground compared to what the Rams have been doing. In our running game, Joey, I know that's been something you've enjoyed is how much we're running the bull. Uh, let's use that as a transition to keys to the game. What do you think? Maybe X factor uh, for what could be uh, the deciding factor in tipping the balance. Yeah, well, Robbo touched on it, but Samson Abacom and uh, Floyd, um, Leonard Floyd, need to really kind of put a put a clamp on Josh Allen because he isn't an, he isn't this outlier either. Yeah. It's not like, oh, this is the only type of guy this season that we're going to play that can scramble out and, and, and get rushing yards. I mean, we're playing the Cardinals twice. We're also going to play um, – well, and, and the Seahawks twice. We haven't played them yet. And we already played Dak Prescott. And – it's 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 pretty much now the norm of a, a quarterback that has a some legs. I mean, Jared Goff is a little bit uh, on sure. the rare side that when he moves, he goes right. into gazelle right. mode. And 
that that's just something that's deep. giraffe mode, you bastard. <laughs> giraffe mode. <laughs> I think that this go with the program. No man, he's a gazelle. He's as fast. <laughs> know your African mammals. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm being optimistic, man. Now, here's a question. When you say Epicom and Floyd, are you talking more about pass rush or more about run contain? Are you talking about just containing Allen? Well, I, making him nervous. I mean, I, I think it's that balance, to, to Rob's point, which is you want to get to the quarterback, but you don't want to push him out and then force his yep. hand so he's rush, he's running the ball. The Russell Wilson factor. Yeah. You know, make him, make him throw it. I would rather have Josh Allen throw the ball than have him run it. Mm-hmm. Is that stupid? I think that's fair. Rob, what you got? No, I think that makes sense. Total sense. What do you think, Rebel? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back to the hogs up front, the big boys, the, the wits and the Edwards and those guys. Offensive line play is going to dictate what the Rams do it all season long. And it's not going to be any different this time. You keep Goff upright. You keep him healthy. You keep him uh, on time. They're going to be very successful. For and sure. running the ball, as we've already mentioned, um, that, that, is, that is what they did in 2018 so well. They dictated what happened. Running the football yep. with Todd Gurley, and right now they're they're kind of mimicking that. It's it's quick. You're not asking Goff to do too much, and then you know four or five times a day he'll hit you for a big one or a, you know medium to to long gain, whatever. But he's not just throwing the ball downfield. It's quick. It's out of his hands. It's managing the game. The system yep. QB is managing that system, but I think it all starts up front. If Wick keeps playing like the best offensive lineman in football, which I think I saw something with <laughs> P- P- Pro Football Focus this week, he's the highest rated OL. Um, he keeps playing that level. Now he'll probably slide because he's old, but I'll take it where you can. And Edwards, and uh, the best part I have I, about the offensive line this year, I haven't heard Rob Hibbenstein called once. Maybe he's back, which is a good thing. Tells you over long, right? But you know, maybe he's bounced back to his 2018 performance, and we're going to figure 2019. Offensive line, they control the game at the clock. They just. 18, 17 uh, play drives like they had last week. This game is is going to be put in the bank. So I'll give you my uh, factor, and then maybe we can get to player of the game uh, predictions. Uh, mine is going to be the coaching matchup. It's uh, We've gone through two games where McVay, obviously, yeah, yeah. through early scripted part of the offensive game plan, has been all in his bag and completely mixed up the Eagles and the Cowboys. Gave us, you know, the the cushion of an early lead that we were able to ride through a second half defensive performance that made it relatively, say, quote unquote, easy. Um, I'm I'm not saying that that won't happen here, but it's been such a big factor to the way that the first two games have gone. I'm eager to see how that goes. Now, I, I really like the Bills coaching staff. Uh, Sean McDermott, head coach, Leslie Frazier, at defensive coordinator, and then um, Brian Dable is their OC and a uh, lot of talent on that coaching staff and, and and maybe that battle I think might be uh, more contentious than that. It's not that Mike McCarthy is a bad coach or that I don't like the Cowboys staff, but obviously that was their first game together. It's going to take them a while to work out some kinks and figure out how they want to, you know, make better adjustments and things like that. And Doug Peterson and his staff, I, I know Eagles fans really liked that guy coming out of 2018, but I, I'm not sure that staff is one of the better staffs in the NFL, and I don't think they necessarily look at look at what they did with Carson Wentz in Week One against Washington. They didn't set him up for a lot of success, right? And obviously, what we did in the second half last week kind of showed that they they weren't necessarily well prepared to go into aggression mode, right? You you, you think about that interception that uh, Carson Wentz threw to Darius Williams, and the way they kind of had to press in the second half, they weren't very successful in that. So I don't know that they necessarily set themselves up for that well. Maybe that's a bigger test now for the Rams going into week three with these bills. It's not a talent issue, 
but more a coaching issue. And I'm eager to see how Brian, uh, Brandon Staley and Kevin O'Connell respond and uh, Sean McVay to the degree that obviously he controls the offense. Really eager to see how that matchup goes. I'm excited about it too, because I, I think uh, there's no reason not to be confident and optimistic, but you know, it's the NFL. These are going to be big challenges. Let's go to a player X factor of the game. I know it's not on the run sheet. You're going to have to improvise a little bit, Joey. Who's maybe a player that you think could either have a big impact or somebody that you think is going to have an unusual performance that you could kind of lay out there to look for? Well, I think Daryl Henderson Jr. is going to have an impact because Hendo. he's basically the number one guy right now. Both K-Makers and Malcolm Brown did not practice on Wednesday. So it leads you to believe yeah. that they're not going to be at 100% going into Sunday. Maybe both of them play. Maybe K-Makers is going to play. But you're still just going to have some some interesting unknown yeah. factors with the way the Rome game was in the first two weeks versus week three. So my play of the game because of that is my boy, Jared Goff. Oh, look at you. Well done. He's going to throw for 40, 45 passes. Ooh. Him and Robert Woods are going to make sweet love with their connection. I'm sorry? And the Rams are going to win big. Yeah, you heard me. Excuse me? <laughs> I love it. Wow. Yes. Make, yeah. make some custard and spread the mustard. Robbo, who's your X-Factor player, mm-hmm. X player of the game? Uh, you know, originally I was going to lean off, uh, lean towards someone we haven't heard from this year mm-hmm. would be like young Gerald Everett. I uh, think we've seen a little bit of cup. Cup. We've seen some Higby, whatever. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with the $105 million man. Jalen Ramsey erasing Stephon Diggs and making this game not even close. I also like it because I think Josh Allen is the kind of guy who, not necessarily cocky, but in a way that Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz know, hey, you don't throw interceptable balls towards Jalen Ramsey, right? That's the kind of thing that gets you in a lot of trouble. Josh Allen seems like the kind of guy who's going to do it anyway and just be like, screw it. I can do it. Whoops. Ooh, that's why he got paid. Learning the hard way. I like it. I'm going to go off of your X factor for, uh, in terms of keys to the game, I'm going to go with uh, David Edwards. Since we're plugging him in at left guard, his first start Mm. of 2020, and uh, didn't get a ton of time with the ones throughout the preseason uh, period because you had Joseph Noteboom in there versus Andrew Whitworth, who when he gets his rest day, you get uh, Tremaine Ankrum getting some time at left tackle, and we had some shifting on the right side of the line as they went through the process of the preseason even without any preseason games, you know, no boom was pretty locked in there with the ones that left guard. And so I'm eager to see how Edwards does. He's a talented guy. We saw a lot of him last year, albeit on the right side. Uh, and he played pretty well in week two, especially given the conditions uh, being plugged in there late in the game and having to come on and uh, help empower a run game that we knew we were going to lean on because we had that lead. And I thought he did pretty well. So I'm eager to see David Edwards. Um, that's my, my X factor of the game. I do not think he'll be making sweet love with Jared Goff, Joey. I think he's just going to play offensive line football. The final thoughts, Joey, what do you think? Uh, week three, Rams, Bills. Uh, w- one thing I'll throw out there, um, maybe ask you guys and kind of tee this up. There, there's maybe a trap game aspect to this. We've got the Giants and Washington uh, coming up, kind of the softest spot on the schedule all year, unless uh, depending on what you think about the Bears, because we've got them at home uh, and then get the Dolphins before we go into the bye. That's a pretty soft spot too. But these three games, you're starting out 2-0, Bills, Giants, Washington. You got a good chance to build up a nice record going into the meat of the season. What do we think about this game week three? Final thoughts. I don't think you can call it a trap game if Vegas doesn't have you favored. I know it's a home game for Buffalo, but people sure. seem to be really drinking the Bills Kool-Aid. We need a drink. Prisoners don't get drinks. Oh, yeah? Hey, Kool-Aid! Oh, yeah! 
And I'm sure that the bulletin board locker room material for the Rams is honing in on that. They are definitely not the consensus pick to win this game. I'm sure pregame you're going to have the talking heads maybe do a 50-50 split on who they think is going to win the game. But there are a lot of fans of Buffalo right now. So I'm sure that the Rams can have a chip on their shoulder if they need to have one because – you know, they're both 2-0, and and the Rams can't just sit back and go, yeah, these guys are cream puffs. We got them. They could do that next week. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you, Joey. I don't think you have a trap game when they're two 2-0 two teams. It's early, but they're both they're still undefeated. I don't care who they play. They have they won. Uh, so I'm going to save my trap game for Washington, and we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. But I'm going to go, uh, yeah, I don't think you have a trap game. I think I think they handle the business. I, that Sean McVay is a damn good coach, and Sean you know, Sean McDermott is a defensive coach under Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good chess match. I just think talent, overall roster talent is going to win. And with, uh, even if they do get their linebackers, and they lost two starting linebackers right. last week, they were both out. If they get them back, uh, who knows if they'd be 100%. Um, I'm not sure that they're going to want to hang with, with tight ends. I mentioned Gerald Lebrick maybe after a breakout uh, and, and, and Daryl Henderson Jr. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about this one. I'm not. And maybe I'll come back on Monday and be scratching my head and we'll be talking about it differently. But right now going in, I think they handle their business. I think the, the two things that I'm really interested in, in terms of de- deciding the outcome of the game, number one is injuries. We saw what happened in week two. Uh, we got to wait to see the injury report. And, uh, you know, McVeigh came out and said that the progress on Cam Akers was a little bit slower than what they had hoped for. But as long as he's not getting a shot punctured into his damn lung, I guess Oof. it could be worse, right? Boy, oh boy, oh. Um, but yeah, we're eager to see how uh, Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers, and even Darius Williams progress on the injury report. But got to see what happens on the Bills side, too, with as many names and as many impact players as they have on their injury report. Going to have to see there. But then as the game goes along, right, we're talking about – I was talking about David Edwards getting plugged in. That's an injury factor. If Darius Williams has to slide out and you put in David Long maybe for his first action, injury factor. We're going to pick up some injuries during the game. That's what happens in this sport. Injury factor. Really eager to see how that impacts the game. And then secondly is going to be uh, just the, the overall flow of the game where where – you can't assume that every game is going to go like these first two games where we're going to run the ball, let's say, well, and the offensive line is playing well enough to be able to do that. And we're like Joey's saying, you're going to have to at some point crank up the passing game and really start to open things up in a way that we haven't yet. We're not going to get another 14 games that go the way these first two have. And knowing that the flow of this game is likely to be different, I would expect this could be a game for the first time where we find ourselves not with a real comfortable lead at halftime. I know last week was a little bit maybe uncomfortable because of the scoreline, but we've talked about this. The scoreline didn't represent the the actual flow of the game, right? And that got made clear in the second half. I don't think that's the kind of game we're going to get here. I think it's going to be a little bit more contentious. I could see it being a little more chippy. Um, The Bills can get real physical, especially on their defense, uh, so that when we've got the ball, it's maybe not the technical matchup that we had with the Cowboys and even to a degree the Eagles, although the Eagles have some talent issues there that the Bills don't. We'll see. I'm really excited to see what happens, Uh, but Uh, Who knows? Maybe Jerry Goff and Robert Woods will start making love at the 50-yard line and it'll turn into a whole new game. Sweet, sweet love.
Hey, can I read you a quote from from my son? You can. This is this is what he said about their two and zero start. Mm-hmm. We're dangerous right now. Whenever we have the ball, and it's fun. Yeah. Well done. Well done, Og. <laughs>